money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Good, because this is the show where we talk about the hard issues of money, and we have had a couple of really amazing shows the last couple of weeks. If you missed them, stop now, go back. <laughs> In fact, I, I'm telling you, just stop now, turn the radio off. You know, don't do that. No, of course not. But we do want you to catch these last two shows because we have been talking about being a gospel patron. And if you don't know what a gospel patron is, well, then you have to go back and listen to the last two shows. We interviewed the author of the book, the gospel patron, or gospel patrons, I guess I didn't don't need to put the the in front of it just to be right ribs looking yeah, at me making I sure the I'm, words. You know, okay. get the words right man gotcha. okay <laughs> so so for sure a great book if you haven't read the book you need to read the book if you didn't hear the the you want to know what it's about listen to the last two shows so you can download them on itunes you just search let's talk money with dave and reb you can listen to them on chri's website and certainly on the website at morethanenough.ca and you can listen to those they're all there they're great shows they are great it was great to talk to so much fun the author Especially when, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about cash flow management and the tedious part about, you know, how money works and all that. And to just, it was, it was a little refreshing for me to, to sit down with, with John and to review the book. Uh, the book is so inspiring. The stories of the men and women who were behind some of the great people of faith that we we know from recent history. We're not talking, you know, past, past history in terms of, of ancient history, but we're talking recent history, um, you know, the great revivals of the 1800s and, and kind of sooner from that. Can I say that? Yeah, sooner? Yeah, I guess so. It's okay. I don't know you're, how you're to say fine. that. Yeah, you're okay. fine. Good. You're okay. fine. Thanks, yeah, so. no, I, I think it's the heart of what really is what God's doing in your heart and my heart is we want to see, we want to see the kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And David and I, I think are just starting to dig into what that looks like. That is very different um, from even what, what our religious upbringing may have told us and to see and hear stories and read stories about the men and women who supported the message of the gospel. Um, I just, it's kind of like, you know, how uh, we say that behind every great man is a great woman, mm-hmm. you know, behind some of these great people were great business people and givers and generous thinkers. Mm-hmm. So, but today we actually, um, we always start with a scripture verse and, Today we have a very special guest, mm-hmm. um, David B. King, who uh, I don't know. You you probably should explain it more than what he does. <laughs> well, in a- it's a great follow up to the last two shows because David is a good friend of mine. We've been on. Uh, we're we're in a, a group together of young entrepreneurs. I'm one of the old entrepreneurs, but <laughs> David is one of the young entrepreneurs. And the reason I love, uh, and we're going to bring you in in a second, David, he's looking at me like, when do I get to talk? <laughs> but the reason that we brought, I wanted to get David on the show is, is because, 
he's a young entrepreneur, um, but also that this book had a, a huge impact on him. Um, you can... We're not going to review that too much. You can hear that show. He actually had an interview with Ryan Decker. If you've listened to the, the show Inside Track, Ryan is one of the hosts there with, with Ken and Yetta Decker. And, and there's a great show back on March 24th that, that David did with, with uh, Ryan and just explaining a little bit of the background story. But we want to, we've come off two shows talking about a gospel patron, and, and David is a gospel patron, uh, and yet he's not the multi-millionaire, uh, you know, wealthy business tycoon yet, maybe. You know, we don't know what that's going to look like, do we, David? But, but the reality is, is that uh, gives me such great encouragement because we often think, well, you know, the, the super rich, the mega rich are the people that should be, should be you know, sharing all their wealth to, to advance the kingdom. When, in fact, when we look at North America, we are the mega rich. And, and David has changed his life to do that. Um, David, you're uh, in the family business, beaking eggs. You, I mean, regular guy working in the family business. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Great. Yes, we were there. We got to see the the operation. So, and he didn't make me clean out the barn. No, he didn't make me clean out the barn <laughs> next year. Next year, okay. So, anyway, we'll see. But, I may be busy that day. As we as we start, I asked because I was thinking about the book and how it impacts us. It, it's had an impact on Dave and I as well. But um, I was I had asked David um, because there's two Davids. I'm going to call David B. Just King David. David yeah. B. How about you do yeah. David B.? I right? asked David B. What, what scripture has impacted him, though, because it's the word of God that's living and active, and that, as much as the stories are great in gospel patrons, there's great stories in the word. And he, he led us to Luke 8, and I'm going to read the first three verses, and then I'm going to ask him uh, some questions about that. Now it came to pass afterward that he went through every city, that that is Jesus, he went through every city and village preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve disciples were with him. And certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons. And Joanna was with him also, the wife of Chusa, who is Herod's steward or manager, and Susanna, and there were many others who provided for him from their substance. Now that's the New King James Version, and basically that's saying they provided for Christ and the disciples out of their means, out of their possessions. And David, why did that have such, why does that impact you so much, those verses? Yeah, I mean, it's not a verse that just jumps out at you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I memorized when, that one as a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every Sunday morning. Uh, but it, when you really look into it, it has such power behind it because Jesus led one of the most impactful ministries. Um, and he had a, a group of women who provided for that. Mm -hmm. They provided for, it says it pr they provided for all their means. Um, and that that was very powerful to me and, and really stuck with me. Because that's not sometimes the focus. I mean, we think, well, Jesus was God's son, so he could just, you know, five loaves and two fishes was a regular thing, right? Oh, I'm hungry, Jesus. All right, poof, you know, yeah, like that no, whole and, magic thing. And right? it is very interesting that these, and of course, as a woman, I love that it was these women who had the means to provide. However, mm -hmm. they had their means. Mm -hmm. We are not sure. But um, some of them were, were business people who, who had a trade. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that is a powerful thing that, 
that they provided out of their means. And what's when you sent me those verses, what struck me when I read it was, well, it doesn't say millions of means. It doesn't say uh, they had, it doesn't say how much they had, but they gave what they had. Mm-hmm. And that for me was awesome because a lot of people we talk to, most of us aren't really wealthy people. We're we got two incomes, we got kids, we got paying bills. Yesterday we just got braces put on one of our kids' mouths. You know, that's that it everything takes money these days. So you think, how can I be a provider? But I think that's one of the reasons we're doing the show today is mm-hmm. to encourage all of you who are listening that n- no matter your means, that we start to understand we have this provision to f- to do something awesome, to share what we have so we can share the love of God mm-hmm. with people. So. Or allow someone else to, right? Again, if we right. look at those verses, you know, those ladies, maybe they, you know, and again, in that culture, they couldn't necessarily stand up in the temple and start preaching no. the gospel the no. same way Jesus right. could. Right? That just would not happen. And yet, here we have Jesus who is free to essentially do what he has been called to do. And again, God provides through these ladies, through the means uh, that these ladies have, that Jesus can actually just go and do what he's been called to do. And, you know, I I think of the the next story when we get to Acts and, you know, we see Jesus has, has risen, he's gone, the church is getting established. And what is one of the first things that we read is, is that people use what they had and they started bringing those resources to the disciples so that that could be used to further the gospel. And again, the the same idea here that all those people had those same means six months before when Jesus was still alive, right? You know, like it it didn't magically appear. They were doing business. They were being involved in that. And and I think that's, uh, that's really fun. Yeah. So David, going back to the book, yes. David B. We're in David B. I'm. Yeah. We're going to go back to the book. Was there a story in the book that you know just turned your crank and you're like, yeah, that's like that's one of the ones that I love. Yeah, I think um, there's one character that I identify with the most, and that was uh, the story of John Thornton and John Newton. Mm-hmm. Um, so John Thornton is essentially a, a businessman. And he would take all these pastors and evangelical pastors on his business trips with him. Mm -hmm. So there'd be a group of men and women with him, and uh, he'd go to a business meeting, and then the rest of the day they would just preach, Mm -hmm. Uh, whether it was in the church, on the side of the street. uh, It was very evangelical and um, very spontaneous, and that Mm -hmm. that really uh, struck a chord for me. Cool. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's a great... Uh, was there a particular story that you like, or was it just just you, you identified with with John Thornton at all? Yeah, well, I think I think I, I picked out on a similar characteristic in in one of his stories where he um, he was uh, with a few of the pastors and he went to the docks. Right, right. I remember that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep going. I mean, that's a great story, right? They're walking along and. And he sees the ships coming in, and he communicates with a sailor and goes, "Hey, what's you know what do you got on board?" And then he just buys the whole ship, like he just buys it all and says, <laughs> yeah. "All right, um, you know." And of course, the the, uh, the 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 missionary who's with him, or the the, the guy who's with him, it says, "Well, 
what's going on? Like that's, you know, we were just talking about Jesus and now you're buying, you know, resources about a show. I'm sure they're like, that's how I picture it, right? And, yeah. And sure enough, he says, well, you know, I have a soap factory. We're going to just turn that into soap and they're going to make a profit. And I just paid for our trip, right? And yeah. isn't that the way, eh? Exactly. And it, it seems like such a rash decision, but through his mind, he's thinking, well, how am I going to pay for this trip? Uh, to evangelize uh, yeah. and spread God's word. Well, I'm just going to go buy a boat of supplies for soap. Yeah. Uh, so it's very spontaneous, and I kind of identified. Spontaneously a, a strategic, though. Exactly. Right? And he That's sees the it. opportunity <laughs> because, I mean, again, as a business guy, sometimes you see the opportunity and you go, there it is. And you take advantage of it, and and you know sometimes you don't even see those opportunities. But I, I'm listening to you guys, and... It's fine. I wish you all could be here to see these guys, their expressions on their face. But what's interesting to me is what I've seen, especially uh, what I know of you, David B., is that, you know, God has gifted you. And, you know, God says in his word that he's given people the ability to create wealth. And I hear that John Thornton story, and I Mm -hmm. think he saw it. A lot of people could have seen that ship and not seen what Thornton saw. And I think there are men and women like you who just see the opportunity and go after it because God has gifted you that way. Not all of us see it. Mm -hmm. And that's what's amazing. And then what happens is, though, especially I think... I think there's a, a need for pastors and business leaders even to have that that healing happen. Like I hear that Thornton story and I think that's amazing mm-hmm. because they were still working together. And sometimes pastors don't understand business guys and business guys don't necessarily <laughs> understand pastors. But I think this book, Gospel Preachings, is showing us a little way of how to bridge the gap that both are so necessary for one another. Well, and and they're dependent on each other. Yes, uh, like you see how well uh, evangelical um, pastors and businessmen work together to spread God's word. Mm-hmm. And we always think, uh, well, God's always calling all Christians to go into the mission field to preach, but we're not all called to that. And this book really, I really connected me to God's calling for my life um, because of. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I, I totally get it. Yeah, you know. What would, I, what would you say is that calling? Like to share that with the folks. Yeah, um, it it's spreading uh, or building wealth for God's purpose. Um, kind of having the mindset of um, it's not mine. Mm. Everything I make, um, the the wealth that I may or may not build. Um, it's not mine, it's God's purpose. So it's really changing a mindset and working that into um, supporting missionaries, supporting pastors in their, uh, in their outreach, um, supporting church organizations, um, organizations like CHRI uh, that have a great ministry, um, using that for God's will. And how did you... Uh, it, it's the focus, right? You know, so often the, the distortion or the, the how, you know, when we make money, we, the, the worldly way is, is that I get to spend it on me. I can buy bigger boats and, and you know what? I can afford it because I'm making lots of money. So, you know, again, getting away from that, am I going into debt to do it and all of that stuff? You may be making lots of money, but... What are you using it for? And if I'm hearing you right, David, you're saying, well, wait a minute. 
I want to use this to advance kingdom work. I want to use this to, to tangibly see someone else, maybe, who is out there doing a good thing, who is out there. Um, that John Thornton, I, there's a bunch of stories in there, but one of the things that, he, that struck me about John Thornton was this, he saw the opportunity in John Newton, in a lot of these pastors, he saw them as that opportunity, the same way as when he looked out at the ship and mm-hmm. saw an opportunity there, mm-hmm. he's going, okay, there's an opportunity for me to pay for this holiday or this, you know, this trip, ministry trip. But he also saw the men and women that he supported as that same opportunity, and he knew he couldn't do it. He wasn't the one making the soap. He just you know, okay, I'm going to fund that and, and do that. And that to me, it was, you know, I, he resonated with me quite a bit when I read the story, uh, I read the book as well. So, How did you get from the place where you're a Christian doing your Christian thing to this new perspective that you just shared, to understanding your calling? It, it was actually this book. Um, so when I was reading it, it really... God spoke through it to really set my vision. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't involved in business before. Um, I didn't think I would enjoy business. I didn't go to school to get a business degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but God really spoke through this specific book to show me what his calling on my life is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it was through the stories of this book that um, that really struck a chord with me. Was um, What... Like, how do you get from a book and reading it to actually thinking, man, okay, now I got to do something? What, what did you do? Like, how did you change that that practically? Did you stop buying boats? Did, you, <laughs> like, like, did no. you change your finances? You know, I mean, obviously, there's a, there's a perspective change, right? Yes, exactly. And it again, it goes back to your mindset. It's changing your mindset to. Um, the the finances aren't yours um how you live your life um within your calling Uh, so practically i mean you don't have to stop buying a boat i mean if if you're passionate about boats go buy a boat uh but it's about um building for me it's about building um room within my finances to give Mm-hmm. And everyone thinks, well, I need to be a millionaire to mm-hmm. to give, so let's just wait. Mm-hmm. Um, but God calls us to give out of our means at any point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, I mean, some of the women in these stories were very wealthy, but some of the stories in the Bible, they weren't wealthy. I, I love the story of <clears throat> Jesus going to get the colt, right? Like, yeah. think about this, because there's a guy who owned that colt. And you don't know how many colts he had, but there was one there, right? And so the disciples go, they get the colt, and somewhere along the line, the owner of that coat, colt had to release the colt, right? Yes. And so again, there's here's a guy who's got just enough, just what we didn't need 10 colts. We didn't need all the disciples riding on colts. We were just coming for the one Jesus colt, right? And and he just gets it. So there's a there's somebody who has the one colt that has never been ridden on that Jesus needs at the time that he needs it. Mm-hmm. There it is. Kingdom advances. Kingdom work. And so kind of so a can, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Rob. but can you give like I'm just I, I'm like honing in on on his story. But mm-hmm. what are you doing that is? Is being gospel patron like? 
Yeah, so we, my wife and I, we just started small and we started simple. So we committed to tithing 10% and being very strict with that. Okay. Before that, we were wishy-washy if we had extra give. But uh, we started there, and then we started uh, looking at different ways to give. Um, so on our personal side, we give um, organizations like Compassion, like CHRI. Um, and then on the business side, I also changed my mindset. So I started a business in Africa with the focus of ministry work. Wow. Um, taking a, a, a section of our profits and giving to pastors, missionaries, um, uh, kingdom purpose, really. Wow. Um, so it's, it's more in its early stages of growth, um, but having that vision around the business um, is something that we start. And so that one also, of the pillars, though, okay, if I so can jump I in. I know, you know. We're, but we're what, fighting for the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's mine. Uh, <laughs> one of the pillars, though, is just the whole point of the business is actually to make a profit to give it away. Exactly. Right? I mean, okay. that, it's not to make a profit so that you, the CEO, can go retire on a you know secluded island somewhere mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Uh, I'd be too bored. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we know you would be. <laughs> but the reality is, is the whole point of this particular business that you've got is just simply to make money to give it away. Exactly. And how, now, why Africa? Like, what, what's, is, and the reason mm-hmm. I'm asking, because I kind of know the answer, but uh, I think I'm asking it to show people that y- you have followed mm-hmm. what you're passionate about and not, and everyone has a different passion. And this is how... God furthers his work all over the world because not everyone's going to be loving Africa like you do. Yeah. So can you, like, what's your tug there? Yeah, so I spent a year living there. Um, it, it wasn't in the missions field. It was, it was a contract with the government, and I connected with some other Christians there and um, business uh, entrepreneurs. And uh, going back and forth, uh, we started this business with that mindset. Um, yeah, so... Okay, I'm going to jump in because I know the story. Come on, David, you're not doing it justice here. (laughs) David, one of the guys who you're in partnership now, you actually supported him. You were his gospel patron through his university years. Yes. So you took the resources you were making here in North America, and you said, you know what? This guy can't go to university, but I see an opportunity in him. Mm -hmm. And so you invested in him, and not knowing at the time – that this would turn into a business partnership or any of that stuff. You just simply went, here's a guy who I believe in. I see uh, there's an opportunity there I'm going to invest in. And so you invested in one guy, helped him get through his university years and, and do all that, pay for that. And as he comes out, this business idea starts to germinate and you have discussions. And, and so that's the flow of the story, David. Dave is nodding, yes, but yeah. uh, I, I got to fill in the gaps because it's really important that this, even this business, the, the seeds, the, the initial seed yeah. is mm-hmm. you being a gospel patron, using what God's given you, seeing the opportunity and saying, okay, I'm just going to invest. I'm, I didn't know this would turn into a business but it has, and it now mm-hmm. it's actually doing the same thing for others. Exactly. And I, I put him through school while I was also in school. Mm-hmm. So that speaks that to... That just is so exciting. <laughs> I just get, like, and we're not here to build David B. King up, and now that you have to go buy his eggs and all of that stuff. I'm <laughs> but not, you like, can. But you can yeah, do but that. But you can, right? Because you know that when you invest in his eggs, you're investing in the kingdom. Like, 
is that not cool? So it is good to know these things. But how amazing. So you were in school, not necessarily making loads of money, and you were helping another person. Yeah. Like, I just I just think of that Thornton story we, that we started with. You saw an opportunity, but it was to, an opportunity to love and invest in a person. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and really, I, I guess that's part of why we're doing this show. That's, that's what this is about. It's it's not just getting good news out there. It's loving people one at a time. And yeah. and you plant that seed and it goes. Like that's pretty awesome, but it also started with your heart for Africa. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and and living there helps. So, I'm just saying to the folks who are listening, if you have a heart for a nation or a heart for a people group or a heart for your neighbor, and God is, you just get burdened or you feel a tug or you see a single mom who needs help, you know, ask God to show you how you can provide out of your means for another, whether it's sharing your expertise or your resources or your cash or your supper table and inviting mm-hmm. someone over as simple as that. All of those things, I think, are planting seeds and it may turn into something bigger, like your story. That, and you're not sure where it's going yet. We, no. no. We're still kind of in the midst of the story. Exactly. Well, and you, you give it to God, right? Yes. You, you pursue your passion, and you follow that without hesitation. Um, if you're short on money, uh, don't, don't stress about it. Just pursue where you think God is calling you, and amazing things start to happen. Okay, so I'm going to end with the story because we are coming to the end. We're going to go back to John Thornton and the book Gospel Patrons because we all know that John Thornton was, was also John Newton's, one of John Newton's Gospel Patrons. And one of the stories in the book goes like this. John Newton has been writing his, his little hymns and his little um, poems, and he's put them together in a book, and he wants to publish them. And John Thornton says, you know what? Absolutely. What I'm going to do is I'm going to buy a thousand of those. So you publish them, simple cover, I'll buy a thousand of them so I can distribute them. Well, wouldn't you know it that he buys a thousand, the people, the book collectors notice that a thousand of those have gone out, and so that starts a whole big, okay, we're going to buy this, this must be something big, because now it's kind of hit the best sellers, you know, not quite, but that's the idea there. Uh, and tucked away in that book, number 41, is a song that we now sing almost Amazing. every church Amazing. called Amazing Grace. Mm-hmm. It starts yeah. with buying a thousand of them. You never know whether it's a song or a person. Mm-hmm. You never know what God's going to do when you just go, yeah, you know what? I see the opportunity. Let's use what God has for us and has given us. To advance his kingdom. I, like, it's amazing because you look back at, at John Newton's life and he was a slave trader and God, God uh, he has a crazy story in itself, but how his life collided with Wharton's life and, and the provision and looking back now, we see the story. We read it in Gospel Patrons and we talked to David today and the things he's investing in, even in Africa or locally, even um, by loving other business people and h- how you're helping local, uh, your story's not done yet. Mm-hmm. But maybe one day 
your kids are going to look back at your story. So we're just going to pray. Father, I thank you. The time has gone so fast. And but David and I get so excited about hearing uh, David B.'s story today and how you're in the midst of doing something absolutely incredible through his life. And Lord, I pray that this his life will inspire others to make small steps, just like he said his he and his wife did, where they start to intentionally give in a way that they hadn't done before. And then they've started to see how God has opened up doors for them. And Lord, we look forward to the stories that we're going to hear from people who have listened to this show and start to move in your giving generous heart and by giving to others in the same way. I just pray this in Jesus' name. Thank you so much. All right. What a show. Thank you, David, for being here. Thanks for sharing your story. Thank you for having us. And join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.